Let's join Dr. Wayne Fry for today's message, Already in Progress. Mask, because a lot of times people spend more time trying to cover up their issues than to work on their issues. But it's the will of God for us to work through and get victory over every issue we may have so we can live the kind of life that he wants us to live and live it for real. Amen. I've said this many times. It's hard to be multiple people. It's a lot easier just being one. So a hundred neighbors said, just be you, just be you, just be you. Now tell your neighbor, say, and they tell your other neighbor, say, and with all your issues, and with all your issues. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Praise God. Because we just said we all have what? Issues. We all have issues. I saw this quote. I heard this quote the other day. It says, we should, take a, we should take a good look in the mirror and like who we see because that's who we have to work with. Listen to that. Take a good look in the mirror and like what you see because that's who you have to work with. Amen. Sounds very similar to MJ, right? I'm starting with the what? Man in the mirror. This particular quote came from Lionel Richie. Hola. Tell your neighbors to stay focused today. Stay focused. Got MJ, Lionel Richie. Who are we going to have next? Second Corinthians chapter number four is our foundational scripture. And we've been uh, uh, reading this out of the message translation. So if you don't have it, you can follow along with us on the screen. It says, since God has so generously, verse number one, since God has so generously let us on, uh, let us in on what he is doing, we're not about to throw in, throw up our hands, excuse me, and walk off the job just because we run into occasional hard times. We refuse to wear masks and play games. We don't maneuver and manipulate behind the scenes, and we don't twist God's word to suit ourselves. Rather, we keep everything we do and say out in the open, the whole truth on display, so th that those who want to can see and judge for themselves in the presence of God. And so Paul says, I refuse to wear masks, and that's the, uh, the, uh, the, the cry t for us today. We have to refuse to wear masks. I understand that we like to cover up things because we want to prevent people from seeing some things in our lives because if they see some things, their opinion of us may change. But we got to understand that those same people that may change their opinion about you have some issues as well. And we have to refuse to wear masks and we have to re uh, uh, refuse to masquerade and play games but keep everything out in the open because that's when really when we can have stuff dealt with. Amen. Praise God. And so we shared with you uh, an area, number one, which we should remove the mask, and that is an area of conflict. Because the truth is that we do not handle conflict well, even those of us who are in the body of Christ. A lot of times our first response to conflict is to place blame. We blame it on someone else. We blame it on something else. But we got to learn how to handle conflict properly because James says that conflict and uh, problems come because we want our own way. Sometimes we are very selfish, and if it doesn't go our way, that's when conflict happens. And so we have to realize this, recognize this, and be able to handle conflict properly. We gave you four points on how we can handle conflict. We said, well, look within ourselves first. Look within ourselves. Then we said, talk to God first. Go to God before you go to people. And let me ask you a question. Have you been working on your homework by learning how to be slow to what? You've been working on it? Slow to what? Speak, but quick to what? Hear, right? So we've been working on our hearing, and we've been working on our speak, right? 
Okay, not, not many of you said amen, but that's okay. We'll roll the homework over to this week as well, okay? So I want everybody to just work on being slow to speak, but rather quick to hear. Amen? Praise God. We said number three, we have to let God do a work in us. Even though the conflict may be uncomfortable, even though it may be something that we don't want to be involved in, yet God can still work with us and through the conflict so that we can come out better instead of bitter. Amen. Then number four, we said don't expect from man what should only come from God. Don't, don't, do not expect from man what should only come from God. Praise God. And we left you with these takeaway thoughts. We said the problem that, that really brings the conflict about that last problem is really not the problem. There's some root issues that we have to deal with uh, because what we're dealing with may be just a surface thing. We said, number two, that we are the source of most of the conflict we experience because we're the common denominator. And then without conflict, uh, conflict, growth or change may not occur. Glory to God. All right. So we're ready for area number two. Praise God. So I want to talk to you today about a second area that we should remove the mask and uh, live life or experience life for real. And that's simply uh, in our lives, in our, in, in, our, in our lives. And you might ask a question, why would we talk about removing the mask regarding life? And this is why. Because many have no clue about how to live. Therefore, they're living lives out of control. Many people don't have a clue how to live. Therefore, many are living lives that are out of control. A recent survey, they surveyed several hundred people, and 60% of the people surveyed admitted that they were living lives that were simply out of control, living lives that they had difficulty managing, uh, living lives where it felt like things are, are out of control, they just can't get a handle uh, on some things. Because what's happening is the word or the phrase, I'm busy, has been has become a buzz phrase. It's like when we say we're busy, it, 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 we almost say it in such a way that people want to look at us different to make us look like we're successful if we're busy. Or that I'm doing something if I'm busy. But how I many know you can be busy and not doing the thing? <laughs> Y'all with me? Praise God. So busy, I'm busy has become a buzz phrase to imply that we're productive and getting things done, but the reality is that we're not as busy as we think we are. Oh, I didn't get a good enough amen, but that's okay. Praise God. Well, how can you say that, Pastor? Because I have kids to raise. I have family to take care of. I have responsibilities. I got to take care of my house. I have my career to take care of. My, Pastor, I got all these things going on. How can you say I'm not as busy as I think I am? And I'm going to answer that during today's lesson, all right? Praise God. Because really, when it, when it comes down to it, when the rubber meets the road, we're really not as busy as we think we are. So we, Because so, a lot of times we allow the world to dictate our pace. And we look at what other people are doing. If, we don't, if we're not doing as much as they're doing, it's like we feel like we got to do more. And so we allow the world to set our pace when really we should be allowing God to set our pace. Amen. Praise God. So instead of living a life of peace and purpose, sometimes we end up living a life of stress and depression. Because we're letting something else that don't, that's not fitting in the kingdom of God set the pace for us. Amen. Go to Luke 21. Let's take a look at some scripture here. Because Jesus has some insight 
on lives or living properly. And so we want to look at what Jesus said and talk about some things today. And my intent today is to give you some, some tips some tools, not really go into a whole lot of depth, but just give you enough to pursue some things, but help you navigate and get yourself in the proper position so you can start living life more so on purpose than just uh, doing things just to be doing things. Amen? Praise God. Luke 21 and verse 34 and 35 in the Amplified. Say, I'm there if you're there, please. Okay? If you're not, you can follow along with us. It says, but take heed to yourselves and be on your guard, lest your hearts be overburdened and depressed, weighed down with the giddiness and headache and nausea of self-indulgence, drunkenness, and worldly worries and cares pertaining to the busyness of this life. This is Jesus talking. Jesus says here, <laughs> uh, unless that day come upon you suddenly like a trap or a noose, for it will come upon all who live upon the face of the entire earth. Amen. Jesus says there's a day coming. And the day that he's talking about is a day where uh, the church is raptured into heaven with, with our God. And so Jesus says, don't be so caught up. Don't, don't be so overburdened and depressed or weighed down with the headache and nausea of self-indulgence and drunkenness, glory to God, and worldly worry. Too many of us are worrying about things that we shouldn't even be worrying about. We're consuming, our minds are being consumed with things where it, it leaves little or no room for us to consider what God has for us. It leaves us little or no room to imagine a new place, a better place, a, a new dimension in God because we're so weighed down with the things and the cares of life. Jesus said in Matthew 6, said, take no thought for what you should wear, what you should eat, or how you should live. He says, because every day will take care of itself. But he says, he ends up saying, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto him. Sometimes we're more consumed with the world's things than with God's things. And when we're consumed with the world's things, we become overburdened and we become weighed down and we become tired. And when it's come time to do what God wants us to do, we're too tired because we've been overburdened with the world stuff. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? And so we got to begin to deal with these things, face these things, identify these things, and be honest with ourselves and remove the mask and, find, uh, and, and, and identify or to admit, hey, I really need some help with this life I'm living. Amen. Because we can't just go to sleep one day and wake up and the next day everything is well. There's some effort we have to put forth. But notice how Jesus said these things. He says, overburdened and depressed with the giddiness. Ain't heard that word in a long time. And headache and nausea of self-indulgence. See, when it becomes all about you, life becomes burdensome. You see that? Self-indulgence, drunkenness and worldly worries and cares pertaining to the busyness of life. I mean, though, we all have stuff to do, but we don't have to be overwhelmed. We all have things to do, but we don't have to be burdened. Well, we all have things to do, but we don't have to be as tired on Monday as we was on Friday. Come on, somebody. Y'all with me? 
Amen. So what happens when we live life out of control? What happens when we live life out of control? Our lives become, number one, scattered. Our lives become scattered. In other words, our lives are all over the place. You ever, ever been in a place where you don't know if you're coming or you're going? Okay, y'all writing, okay. Because I know more people than just two or three can relate to that. Don't realize, you, you can't even, am, I, am I going or am I coming? What, what, or am I supposed to stay somewhere? Because life is all over the place. It's just simply out of control. Listen to this. Sometimes we find ourselves doing a thousand things not so well, but a few things very well. And it's just because we want to have all, because we think, or we, because we have our hand and a whole lot of, our, our irons and a whole lot of fires, we think we're being productive, but when oftentimes we're working against ourselves. We're working against the progress that God wants to have in our, in our lives. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so, number one, it becomes scattered. And then once life becomes scattered, you yourself become more reactive than responsive. Oh, it's quiet in the house. I mean, y'all must be listening. Yeah. You become reactive versus responsive. And really, uh, uh, just get down to the nitty-gritty, some of us just get downright mean. Yeah, when life is all over the place, you, you just can't, can't really feel like you can get a grasp. You become reactive. You become sharp. You become cold. You become uh, 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 downright mean, as I say. Nasty, as we know. Yeah, and this is happening in the church. Okay, praise the Lord. All right. We're going to give you hope. We're going to give you hope. Because listen to this. When you become reactive, the urgent takes the place of the important. The urgent takes the place of the important. We spend our times with those things that are making the most noise, which may not be the things which are most important. Anybody ever heard this phrase, a squeaky wheel gets the oil? Was ever wake making the most noise, that's what we feel like we need to spend most time with. But really, that may not be the most important thing. Now, it's important to keep the wheel on the wagon, but, it, you know, maybe there's some other important things to do before you put a little oil on the squeak. Amen. Praise God. All right? So we become reactive instead of proactive. We should be living lives in such a way that we're proactive. In other words, we're ready to respond properly whenever something comes up. Because the Bible says that God has given us Holy Spirit who shows us things to come. So I'm here to let you know this morning, as a born-again believer, very few things should catch you off guard. You should not be surprised when things come up. Because there's, a, there's, a whole, there's Holy Spirit on the inside of you that will alert you, that will, that will give you uh, insight on the inside of you, telling you to get ready. And you need to know how to hear his voice, buckle down and say, I don't really know what this means. But I got to yield to the spirit of God. And then when those things come up, you say, that's why I was supposed to pray an extra 15 minutes today. That's why I was supposed to worship five minutes longer today. That's why I was supposed to stay in the word a little bit longer today. Because something was on the horizon that Holy Spirit knew about. I didn't know about yet, but because he, I know him and he knows me, he lets me know about it. So we can live life proactive instead of reactive. So our, our lives become scattered. It, we become reactive. And then the third thing that happens is that once we become reactive and scattered, uh, we end up being frantic. Oh, Lord. 
frantic. Yeah. And I'm going to give you the definition of what frantic is here. And, I, and I'm going to ask you, open yourself up and see if you see yourself in this. All right? Frantic means emotionally out of control. Listen to this. Marked by fast, nervous, disordered, and anxiety-driven activity. I'll say it again. Emotions that are out of control, emotionally out of control, marked by fast, nervous, disordered, and anxiety-driven activity. You ever seen people that just, they just can't sit still? Ah, 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 ah. Would you chill? Calm down. I just got, I just, uh, 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 frantic, emotionally out of control. See, emotions are designed to move you if you don't control them. All of us have emotions, but, but some of us don't have to have, or some of us don't have uncontrolled emotions. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Praise God. I was going over this, and, and the Spirit of God was speaking some things, and I was like, man, I seen myself in this frantic phrase. I did. I seen myself in this frantic phrase. And I was like, okay, I'm not frantic. You know how you want to defend yourself. Well, Holy Spirit said, in some cases you are. And this is when, this is when I, I find myself becoming frantic, when I'm behind schedule. Because I can't stand to be late. Man, it's, and built on the inside of me, I, it, it's, just, it's, just a, it's just a disgust for being late. That's me. I ain't talking about you. I'm talking about me. Because I don't want y'all to be upset. I want y'all to hear the rest of the lesson. But boy, when I'm running behind time, it's just like, just get out of here. Come on, let's go. Sharp. And, 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 and just cut people and be like, won't speak to folks, just. <laughs> and I was like, no, God, that's not me, no. Spirit of God said, yes, that's you. And when I, when, I, when, I, when I removed the mask, come on now, and was real with myself, I said, that is absolutely me. Dr. Wendy will attest. When, when we're behind us, like, it's, it's like, it, it's all over. It's all over. <laughs> and so today, 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 we had one of those mornings today. We had one of those mornings, one thing after another. I'm like, ah, oh, gosh. And so we left out the house a little late. And so, uh, t and, and I, I was up here, and I sit, she came in, I, she sat down, and she said, you okay? And I said, yeah, I'm cool. And she said, oh, I'm just asking, because, you know, we were rushing a little bit this morning, because she know, <laughs> she know how I am, man. She, she lived with me, you understand? She, she, you know, I said, I'm, I'm, I got it today. I conquered it today. So some, everybody give God, everybody give me a hand and give God praise. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm cool. A great attitude came in. I even spoke to her on the way in. She's sitting right there. She, I, I'm, I'm telling you the absolute truth. Before the day, though, before I got in this word, Woo, I don't know what would happen. <laughs> but frantic. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I said that. Thank you, Lord. And so really, when, we're, when we open ourselves up and really be honest, we can all find ourselves. Some areas of our lives, we can end up being frantic. And let me tell you something. That's not the will of God. That's not the will of God. It's not the will of God for you to be frantic about anything. Emotionally out of control, marked by fast, nervous, disordered, and anxiety-driven activity. Wow. And then if you don't deal with it, scatter. If you don't deal with scatter, you don't deal with reactive. You don't deal with frantic. 
then your life ends up being stressed. Stressed. Yeah. In other words, unnecessary pressure from the outside that causes you to feel like you're being closed in. Okay? Just like it just becomes overwhelming, becomes at a place where you really don't see how you can deal with all this. Stress. And stress keeps you on the edge. And at any time, you can explode. That's not the will of God. Everybody shout this morning and say, it's time to rest. It's time to rest. Come on, say it again. Say, it's time to rest. It's time to rest. Now, listen to me. Stay with me, though, because when we hear rest, sometimes we hear sleep. And rest may include sleep, but sometimes rest is not always sleep. Well, I just got to get some more sleep. That's what, I, that's what it is. I got to get some more sleep. No, that might be a part of it, but it's not all of it. Amen. Now, I do, I do agree that we all have to determine and find out how many hours of sleep we need to function properly. Some need more, some need less. But you need to find that for yourself. Okay? I'm asking you for your neighbor's sake. You need to find that for... <laughs> yourself okay no really because we all different we're all different like and like me it's like it's like 10 o'clock it's like 10 o'clock p.m. for me it's almost like an alarm clock it's almost like I just I just I just fire up at 10 o'clock it's like it, I'm, I'm, I'm very productive I'm, I'm focused I'm, I'm, I'm just dealing with a whole lot of things after 10 now I'm good during the day but it seems like something happens and so sometimes that carries me into early morning and so, but I make sure I manage, and I've done a better job with this in the last six months of my life. I've done a good job managing and making myself go to sleep at a certain time where I can get that minimum number of hours I need to uh, function properly the next day. And I can tell very easy when I haven't done that. Because getting the children ready becomes a little bit more irritable when I haven't done my part. It seems like everything slows down six six miles you know just six times it's like it's like they're they're going regular speed but for me it looks like hurry up <laughs> now I don't yell at my kids I'm just making a point but it's on the inside it's like would you and then that I'm getting ready I'm putting up how fast I'm trying to put that shirt on while he put his I'm just trying to be transparent because you know so if I show you me you can you can see you you know, just like it's a, and, I, and I had to realize, I had to catch myself, okay, okay, it's not them. It's not them. You didn't do your part to be able to be in this position properly. You weren't proactive, now you're being reactive. So now I have to take ownership and take the blame off them and put it on myself. So I said, all right, guys, all right, all right, all right, guys, okay, okay, let's, let's get it going, let's get it going, let's get it going. And so I get in the car, and we get in the car on time, and I'll, I'll turn it back, I say, guys, great job this morning, great job. They said, for what? We got out on time, praise Jesus. <laughs> but sometimes we have to step back, and we have to say, okay, is it what I'm dealing with, is it who I'm dealing with, or is it me? Am I the one living life out of control, which is making all of my dealings be, feel like it's a stressed moment. See, that's removing the mask. 
Because it's easy to say if they would have been a little faster. You hear what I'm saying? Amen. And so we got to make sure that we uh, learn how to rest. Everybody shout again, it's time to rest. It's time to rest. Listen to this. It's very, very important for you to understand this morning. Listen to this. Rest is not about inactivity. Rest is not about inactivity. Rather, it's a way of thinking. Rest is not about inactivity. I know we as humans, we love it. We want to find ways or we want to find reasons not to do a thing. Don't we? We, we? we are looking for opportunities to do absolutely nothing. But doing nothing doesn't get you anywhere either. So inactivity is, um, I mean, excuse me, rest is not, doesn't do with, have to do with inactivity. Rather, it's more of a way of thinking. All right? A way of thinking. Glory to God. All right? So now go to Matthew 11. Let's look at what Jesus is saying again about this rest, because it is time for us to rest. It's time for us to rest. Praise God. Matthew eleven twenty eight, please. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Let me know when you arrive, please. Okay, awesome. We're going to look at it in the message translation. The word of God goes like this. Are you tired? Verse 28, Matthew 11. Are you tired? Question. Worn out? Question. Burned out on religion? Question. What's the response? Come to me. This is Jesus talking. Are you tired? Are you worn out? Burned out? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a what? Real rest. He said a real rest. He says walk with me. So I thought we was resting, Jesus. He said, I'm going to show you how to take a real rest, but the next statement is walk with me. Sounds like activity. Oh, okay, all right, all right. y'all get it going home. Walk with me and, uh-oh, work with me. I thought we was going to sleep, Jesus. You said real rest. That's sleep. No, it's activity, but it's activity properly done. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Can anybody say amen this morning? Amen. <clears throat> he says, I'll show you how to give, I'll show you how to take a real rest. But then the next phrase is walk with me and work with me. So rest is not about inactivity. Rest is not laying down and taking a nap. Rest is not reclining in the recliner. Rest is walking and working with Jesus. <laughs>